right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome to the Timeout Show. I am your host, Tucker. What is up? If you don't know, now you know you're listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 FM on your dials. If you are one of the lucky ones that are actually in Moraga listening to it live, hello and uh, stay tuned because this is going to be quite an interesting and bumpy ride, or aka a good show. If not, you're listening to it on tunein.com. Hopefully it's still up. If it is, try to let me know. If not, you're listening to it on the podcast, as I always say, like a cool person. So, with tomorrow being the NFL draft, thank goodness the off-season blues are finally starting to get lifted here. We've got some mini camps going on for football. We've got, yet again, the next round, or almost the next round for hockey playoffs, we have the wrapping up, also the second round, beginning of the NBA playoffs, and we've got some baseball news as well. So if you are one of the, uh, the new ones here, thank you and uh, welcome. Hopefully uh, you will enjoy your stay while you're here. Basically, this is a sports talk radio show with some weird music, or at least what I like to call weird music, mixed in there. So... Buckle up, sit down, open up your ears, close your mouth, and uh, here we go. So as I had mentioned, tomorrow is draft day. We're, we're going to focus on the, uh, this, this is going to be the draft episode. So there have been some, let's say, some plans put in place, some ideas thrown out there since last week, since I, I last uh, had your ears captive. So... First and foremost, one of the biggest news coming out of the NFC East is that Sam Bradford, the former quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, I guess he still is, he is now demanding a trade. So to give you a quick little background, they, uh, the Eagles gave up a uh, King's Ransom to the Browns. If you didn't check into last week's episode, I went into how the Eagles basically 
gave up or mortgaged their future for a second draft pick or the first round second draft pick to get themselves a new quarterback one can only assume however if you do that and if you give away your future your now quarterback is probably going to get bent out of shape or at least not like it very much so lo and behold Bradford told his agent that he wants a trade so obviously the Eagles front office doesn't really know what they're doing because Bradford, as uh, injury-prone as he has been, he actually showed up in Philadelphia and he wasn't terrible. I mean, obviously he wasn't great, but he uh, showed some flashes of brilliance. So if I were the front office of the Eagles, hopefully I'll never be that, but that's a different story, um, I would definitely not have traded up. Granted, I'm not paid and I'm not uh, trained to be in any kind of this position so this is all estimating and uh, from my own opinion mixed in here but I would have not traded up kept those picks kept Bradford happy or at least happier than he is right now and gone out gotten him some weapons or shored up even more so on the defense the Eagles defense it isn't shabby it isn't great they're they're a good average team right now but that's not that's saying a lot in the uh, NFC East division, which was a dumpster fire last year. So hopefully uh, at least three of the four teams will be a little bit better. Another quarterback actually flipping coasts or flipping uh, divisions as well. The uh, NFC West, Colin Kaepernick of the San Francisco 49ers, or at least formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, is very unhappy in San Francisco, or I guess technically Santa Clara. And the team has made efforts to trade him, but they, for some reason, they haven't matched up to what the 49ers want in return for the quarterback, the uh, once-dominant quarterback. Originally, the Broncos were looking at him and wanted him, but uh, you know what? I don't think the Broncos are going to get him. I think the 49ers still want a uh, again a king's ransom for Kaepernick but he's been a couple of years out of it that he was that dominant force in the Super Bowl against the Ravens and I don't know if he's worth what they're asking for but you never know I mean weirder things have happened and uh, again tomorrow's draft day and there have been weirder stories there have been wackier things happening on draft day and you can still trade on on the draft day as well, so there's go, there's a uh, a wide open opportunity for quarterbacks to be shuffled around, tri- uh, excuse me, trade picks to be dra- bleh, to be switched around, and uh, yeah, so be on the lookout. I think there's going to be a lot of new faces in a lot of new places, and so with that being said, there is a a, a mock draft of tomorrow's real draft. So I'm going to go through the at least the first round. So to give you a, a clue here, this is from uh, Chad Reuter, a draft analyst for the NFL. So number one pick, Los Angeles Rams. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a 100% solidified pick. Jared Goff, the quarterback from Cal. I've been kind of talking about him off and on this year, and I, I think he's going to... Uh, to bring it home to L.A. I I honestly, again, love the move from St. Louis back to L.A. 
I still didn't really see why they moved to St. Louis. But anyway, number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Yet again, they uh, the infamous traded away the, the King's Ransom for this pick. They, they're looking at Carson Wentz, quarterback out of North Dakota State. The other problem in this draft is it's very lacking in quarterback depth or quarterback skill. So usually these first two picks or the first couple of quarterbacks picked don't really normally pan out. The second round has ultimately been kind of the uh, the hidden quarterback picks that come out and come up and actually show that they're worthwhile. Anyway, San Diego Chargers with the third pick, Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle out of Old Miss. This year, I think uh, I think the Chargers might do something. I'm not going to say they're going to the playoffs or actually, you know what? I'll say they're a dark horse considering Denver is definitely on or has hit hard times considering it lost its uh its quarterback in Peyton Manning so it'll be interesting to watch the AFC West because there's like a, a vacuum of power basically and uh with that for, for every team to prove themselves in the AFC West so that'll be interesting the fourth pick the Dallas Cowboys looking at Joey Bosa a defensive end out of Ohio State Number five, Jacksonville looking at Jalen Ramsey, a cornerback out of Florida State. Baltimore looking at Miles Jack, a linebacker out of UCLA. Number seven, Paxton Lynch to the San Francisco 49ers, the quarterback out of Memphis. He's kind of the, uh, Lynch is the kind of the, again, the dark horse out of those, those three quarterbacks that supposedly will have gotten picked up so far. Number eight, Cleveland Browns, Shaq Lawson. Lawson out of Clemson, the defensive end. Number nine, the Tampa Bay Bucks picking up Vernon Hargreaves, the cornerback. Number ten, the New York Giants picking up DeForest Bunkner, defensive end out of Oregon. Now, being a Giants fan, there's been a lot of talk and there's been kind of a carousel of names that we're looking at or we would like to get or let's say fans would like to get. And I haven't really heard Buckner's... uh, name before so it'll be interesting to see what they actually do tomorrow including all the other teams but anyway number 11 Chicago Bears Ronnie Stanley the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame Kevin Dodd defensive end to the New Orleans Saints number 13 Ezekiel Elliott the running back out of Ohio State to Miami I've heard uh, some really good things actually from or about Elliott and it should be interesting to see uh if they get this uh, piece of the puzzle that what they'll do with quarterback because they still need a franchise, an actual franchise quarterback. Number 14, the Oakland Raiders. I am I'm high on this team. That I'm a buyer of what they're selling right now. They've got a great franchise quarterback. They've got the defense to, uh, to shore up, basically. And now it's, it's coming back to the offense. I think if they get a reliable... Put, put some yards down running back, they will have a team to be contended with. Again, in that AFC West, you have that uh, power vacuum, and I think the Raiders are the ones who will be stepping up and showing that they're worthwhile. Number 15, the Titans, Jack Conklin, offensive tackle out of Michigan State. Number 16, Andrew Billings, defensive tackle to the Lions. Darren Lee, linebacker to the Falcons. Reggie Ragland, linebacker out of Alabama to the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be quite the uh, the 
environment change for him. Taylor Decker, the offensive tackle, going to the Jets. Number 21, the Redskins picking up Jaran Reed. Number 22, Josh Doxson, wide receiver to the Texans. Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver at Old Miss to the Vikings. I've also heard some very good things about Treadwell and how the Giants, if they can, or depending on if they want to go offense or defense, might want to pick him up. That uh, that one, two, three of OBJ, Cruz, and Treadwell. Oh my goodness. Number 24, the Bengals, Will Fuller, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. 25, William Jackson the third, the cornerback. Number 26, the Seahawks, Jermaine Ifedi, offensive tackle. The Packers picking up Chris Jones, defensive tackle. Kansas City picking up Michael Thomas, a wide receiver. TJ Green, the safety, going to the Cardinals. The Panthers picking up Derrick Henry, a running back out of Alabama. Number 31, Bronson Kafusi, the defensive end out of BYU. And that sums up your first round. And if you're you're actually counting and know how many teams there are, there are technically 32. However, because of the deflate gates and uh, and such, the actually the New New England Patriots got stripped of their first round draft picks. So there's only 31 draft picks this year. So it should be quite an interesting uh, show tomorrow. That. We'll uh, bring some new players into all these teams. Hopefully all of them will, will stay healthy enough to at least uh, prove why they're there and show that they're, they're there for a reason. And with that, quick little plug and some music. This weekend, Saturday, April 30th, an epic California bookstore day printmaking party at the Booksmith in uh, San Francisco on Haight Street is happening. So basically, uh, featuring custom booksmith swag and sign. Oh, excuse me. Celebrate the third annual California's Indie Bookstore Day. Booksmith is celebrating all things print with their partners at Papa Llama SF's Letterpress, greeting cards, and printmaking gurus. They'll have supplies on hand for you to catch up on with your pen pals for letter writing Saturdays, as well as printmaking demonstrations and activities for all ages 12 to 3 p.m. So go ahead and check that out. And with that, here is Mad Lib with Fallen.
so that was Mad Lib with Fallen, the instrumental version, obviously. So with that, we are going to slide into some NHL news, some playoff news. Uh, we'll give you a quick little update here that, first off, we have some, uh, some sad news, at least for me personally and the Rangers fans everywhere, that unfortunately they did get eliminated in uh, five games that, you know... I have to give I have to tip my hat to the the penguins even though their fans are nasty and unclassy that they did play a good series I I have to give them that I have to give them at least that respect but it it still hurts even uh even looking back at it that what could have been and I honestly think that after after this after this season after this year that there's going to it's almost a a change of an era that there's going to be a lot of different faces coming in and leaving this uh, for this next year and this offseason specifically. But anyway, on to some good news. We'll give you an update on who's in, who's out, and who I think out of all these left, all these teams left, will make it in. So we'll start off in the East. Panthers versus Islanders. The Islanders snuck in and took it away. They won the series 4-2. to two. Tampa Bay and the Red Wings. Tampa Bay almost swept them 4-1. to one. Lightning are moving on to play the Islanders. The Capitals nearly swept the Flyers. However, they uh, the Flyers snuck back in. They stole two games, and the, that means the Capitals are moving on to play the Penguins, who beat the Rangers 4-1. to one. Flipping it over to the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars beat the Wild Dallas beat them four to two in the series. Then we had the uh, one of the more exciting series, St. Louis Blues versus the Chicago Blackhawks. They took it to seven games. However, St. Louis took it in Game Seven. Then we have the last series to be decided tonight. Actually, not too long from now, the Anaheim Ducks and the Nashville Predators. This is Game Seven, so it's three three. They're playing in Anaheim and. You know what? I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing from the Predators. I've seen a couple of the the games in this series, and it's a hard fought, a lot of checking, a lot of uh, a lot of shots, and you know I I think the Predators will move on tonight. Granted, that's why they play it, but uh, I think as the as ESPN mentioned that all the pressure is on Anaheim, all of it. I don't care what you say. Nashville is a small market team. They're barely known for hockey. I mean, it's Nashville. It's not anywhere that is close to to having some good talent. But somehow, some way, they snuck in, and they're they're proving the the doubters wrong so far. And then we come to the Battle of California. The L.A. Kings actually got eliminated by the San Jose Sharks, four to one. It was a uh, quite an impressive series, and. Uh, if you are a longtime listener, you'll know that half of my final matchup is now destroyed. So I'll have to give that an update here. So with those series set, or almost set, let's give it a go here. So the New York Islanders versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. I like the Lightning a little bit more than the Islanders. I, I don't think the Islanders have enough grit or uh, talent to get past the Lightning. And then on the flip side, we have the Capitals versus the Penguins. I honestly, I mean, as much as this 
irks me to say it as a Rangers fan. I want to see the Capitals win. However, it would be nice if they could somehow both lose, but that's impossible. So with that, I think the Capitals are going to win. They've shown that they've had skill this whole season. They uh, showed their their effort, their will, playing the Flyers that they were up 3-2, to two, and it could have gone either way, and they just proved themselves to be the better team of the two. Then we flip it over to the West Coast Conference. The Dallas Stars playing the St. Louis Blues. I like Dallas Stars a little bit more. Uh, with St. Louis struggling against Chicago, I know they have a good team, and they have a good defense as well as offense. I just don't think the Blues, they, they don't have what it takes to be here or at least move on from here. They have some right pieces, just not all of them. Then we have the possibility of the Ducks versus the Sharks or the Predators versus the Sharks. And like I had mentioned just not too long ago, I see the Predators coming out of this series playing the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, I think uh, the biggest hurdle for the Sharks was to get out of the first round, and especially uh, one of their longtime rivals, the L.A. Kings. And with that hurdle being taken out or having them jump over that hurdle, I think that's huge for their confidence, huge. And they, they have just the right mix of young guys, some veterans on there. They have the new head coach. Everything is kind of starting to click. So I'm going to pick the Sharks, even if they have to match up against the Ducks. I think, again, that the Sharks' confidence is just sky high, as it should be. I mean, the Kings are a difficult team to play against, let alone in playoff hockey. So with that, I uh, I wish the Sharks the best of luck. And uh, then now you're asking, okay, what's the other half of the, the finals matchup? So I had put the Stars coming in to the semifinals, or I guess the quarterfinals, and then the Sharks matching up against them. I think the Sharks take it in seven. It's going to be a hard series. It's going to be a long series, but I see the Sharks taking it in seven. On the flip side, you have the Lightning versus the Capitals, and I think I think the Capitals are going to be too much for the Lightning, and uh, with that, the Capitals are going to punch their ticket for the Eastern Conference Final and then beat the, the Lightning to punch their ticket to the final, the Stanley Cup Final, against said San Jose Sharks. And uh, I think the Sharks take it when their first cup the 25th year their, of their existence, they finally bring one home to the Bay Area and show that West Coast hockey is more than just L.A. and bring one up to the Bay Area. And at that point, I don't, I don't even care. I mean, I, I, would be, uh, I would be happy for them, and I would, uh, I would support. And I mean, technically, they are the, the West Coast team that I root for because I absolutely loathe L.A., but that's a different story. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Now you've got the updated version of the, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tonight, actually, we'll plug the game. Tonight, the Islanders play the Lightning at 4 o'clock, so not too long from now. And, again, I think that's going to be a really good matchup. I still think the Lightning take it and win, it, win the series and uh, eliminate the Islanders. So... With that, here is some more music. This is I'd Love to Change the World with 10 Years After.
So that last song there, <coughs> excuse me, was Vodka Juniors with King of the Street. So now switching gears yet again, we are swapping over to the hardwood for some basketball news. We've got some, we've got an injury update for the uh, the Golden State Warriors, and we have an update on the other series going on. So tonight, there are, I guess, yeah, 7:30 tonight on California's time or West Coast time. The Houston Rockets visit the Golden State Warriors in Oracle. The Warriors lead the series 3-1. to one. So the injury update that I'm talking about, if you don't know by now, you're more than likely probably not a Warriors fan. But Steph Curry took a, uh, a weird wobble, a weird step, and uh, tweaked his left knee. Uh, I believe it was Sunday. And... Uh, Watching it live, uh, well, actually, I was streaming it, but watching it, it it looked really bad. It looked nasty. He 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 did that kind of thing where he was trying to juke, and his knee went down to the floor with his foot still on the floor. So he kind of wobbled that way. And at first, I thought it was a torn ACL or MCL, but as of today, uh, they actually they originally said two weeks that uh, the MRI showed that it was a slight sprain of the the ligament, and now just recently I heard from uh, ESPN that they were going to update it and say maybe about a week or so. So the biggest thing that uh, Warriors fans need to hope for is the 
the Trailblazers and the Clippers taking it to games or seven games. So instead of starting next Sunday, they'll start next Tuesday. But again, that that's a whole lot of ifs, ands, and buts. But uh, even without Curry for the second half, essentially, of the game Sunday, the the Warriors rallied around him, or I guess the lack of Curry being on the floor, and absolutely dominated the Rockets, dominated, and thus won Game 4, bringing the Rockets to the brink of elimination, which I think is the best thing, that they need to get out of this series as quickly as they can, rest up just a little bit before they face either the Clippers or the Trailblazers. So with that being said, the Rockets, or excuse me, the Hornets, Charlotte Hornets are playing the Miami Heat. This has been kind of an interesting series. If you don't know by now, I'm not a, uh, a huge fan of basketball, although I do like to think I can pick some winners out of the bunch here. And uh, I didn't see the or I didn't see the Hornets coming up with two wins, let alone tying it up 2-2 against the Miami Heat. I still think the Heat come out on top of that series. The, the, the thing is, the Eastern Conference is so weak compared to the Western Conference. And granted, there's a little bit of homerism in there, but even still, you, you've got so many contenders in the West, and there's a lot of pretenders in the East. So the other series tonight, uh, the Trailblazers are playing the Clippers. Again, another good series. Um, Chris Paul just went out with a broken hand himself. And uh, Blake Griffin, I think he had tightness or something that he had to actually leave the game for as well. And then tomorrow, the Atlanta Hawks are taking on the Boston Celtics. Atlanta's leading the series 3-2, so it's a possible elimination game. And then we have Friday, which is going to possibly have four games. The Toronto Raptors are playing the Indiana Pacers. Toronto leads 3-2, to two, another possible elimination game. And another another surprise, I, I didn't see the Raptors actually being this good, and let alone hanging with the Pacers. And then the Clippers and Trailblazers would play Game 6, possibly, or, yeah, Game 6. And, uh, and then the Warriors and Rockets, if needed, they would be playing Game 6 as well. And then Saturday, the other series is the Oklahoma City Thunder, who defeated the Dallas Mavericks in Round 1, and the San Antonio Spurs, who beat the Memphis Grizzlies, who were injury-riddled, and uh, actually swept them. So that will be played Game 1 on Saturday. So you have got plenty, plenty of sports going on to hurt a person or to, uh, to take up a lot of your time. So with that, we'll switch gears again into the, uh, into the diamond. So we're, we're talking some baseball here. But first off, the A's have been a, a pleasant surprise. The way that they've been playing, there's been some ups and downs, and there's been some better games and some not-so-good games. But one of the biggest surprises of the, of the year so far is the pitcher that we picked up from the Boston Red Sox, Rich Hill, who honestly had two appearances last year and absolutely killed it with the Red Sox, but that was only two appearances. So you have that the small sample size with a, a large downside as well as a large upside. So 
that was kind of the biggest question mark that we had going in. And granted, he has some of those rough games still that a couple of hit by hit by a pitch and a couple of them where you let go of uh, multiple home runs. But last night against the Tigers, he was absolutely dealing out there. He was on fire, and the lo and behold, that uh, the A's offense picked it up and they defeated them five to one. And uh, as I had plugged last week. I uh, did go to the Giants and Padres game Monday night, and the or excuse me, the the Giants won five to four. But it's pretty interesting seeing the Padres team. There's a a couple of former A's on there that I thought was pretty funny. Drew Pomerantz, the pitcher, used to pitch for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Jamile Weeks, way back in the day, we're talking four or five years ago, played for the A's. Uh, Adam Rosales used to be a former A as well. And uh, Derek Norris, the catcher, another former athletic as well. So it was pretty cool seeing uh, seeing those former players play for the San Diego Padres. Now, unfortunately, they did end up losing, like I said, 5-4. to four, But it was a good game nonetheless. So now we are going to whip around, talk about some standings real quick, another little plug, some music, and wrap things up. So National League West, L.A. Dodgers 12-9. and nine. Arizona at 11 and 11, San Francisco tied with them. Colorado 9 and 11, San Diego 7 and 14 in the Central. Chicago Cubs 15 and 5, still looking dominant as ever out there. Jake Arrieta is still dealing. Pittsburgh 12 and 9, St. Louis 11 and 9, Cincinnati 9 and 12, Milwaukee 8 and 12. The East, Washington out in front 14 and 5, New York Mets 12 and 7. Philadelphia ten and ten, Miami eight and eleven, Atlanta four and sixteen. Yikes, guys! Sliding over to the American League East, Baltimore up top at eleven and eight, Boston eleven and nine, Tampa Bay ten and ten, Toronto ten and twelve, the Yankees eight and eleven, the Central, the Chicago White Sox, another surprise of the year, at least this early, doing this well, fifteen and six. Kansas City twelve and eight, Cleveland nine and nine, Detroit nine and ten, Minnesota seven and fourteen, and coming to the West, Seattle up top eleven and nine, Oakland eleven and ten, Texas tied with them, the LA Angels ten and eleven, Houston six and fifteen. Another odd surprise of the year is uh, Houston. I wasn't expecting them to be this bad. I thought they were going to at least show up and uh, show that there was either something to last year and not just, okay, well, we had a one-year breakout and literally that was it. I think uh, last year some players played out of their minds and showed that they were, that they pretty much outperformed some of the uh, the estimates, but honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't gotten back into their their winning ways. But with that being said, the uh, there's a street fair this weekend, a Sunday actually, May first. It's free yet again. Howard and Maine in Soma. Uh, it's the How Weird Street Fair. Not entirely sure what this means, but 
Basically, uh, the description is boogie down to 10 dance music stages with music by Symbiosis, Opal, Opulent Temple, Multi or Multi Muti Music, Enchanted Forest, Northern Lights, Underground Nomads, and more. So go ahead and check them out. It looks like there's also a art fair going on and obviously music as well. So with that, here is Austin Lounge Lizards with Industrial Strength Tranquilizer. Every morning when I punch my time card at the plant I try to be a pleasant guy But lately I just can't Overwork and underpaid Poison in my mind Until I'm on a bar stool I don't believe it's quitting time I need industrial strength Tranquilizer Shot of old pro And a glass of Budweiser To help survive inflation With fall and pay It takes industrial strength Tranquilizer Shot of old pro And a glass of Budweiser To help the working man Through the working day Bosses in the boardroom talk of productivity, but they just mean to put the screws to work in stiffs like me. If we're good and work real hard, we save our pay until we're able to afford the kind of crap they make us build. I need industrial strength, tranquilizer, shot of old crow, and a glass of Budweiser help survive inflation with fall and pain. It takes industrial strength, tranquilizer, shot of old crow, and a glass of Budweiser to help the working man through the working day. street smart and some have PhDs. We're all bored and tired but we've all found ways to cope. Some of us drank after work, the rest of us smoke dope. I need industrial strength, tranquilizer, shot of old crow and a glass of Budweiser to help survive inflation with fall and pain. It takes industrial strength, Tranquilizer, shot of old crow, and a glass of Budweiser to help the working man through the working day. To help this working man through the working day.
So that last song there was Thievery Corporation with Sound the Alarm. Uh, so this is uh, about the time that I come up with a, uh, a feel-good quote or something to kind of motivate you. And then after that, we'll wrap things up with some uh, afterthoughts. And then I will be done for the day. So <clears throat> here's the, the quote. This is directed mainly towards the... Uh, my fellow compatriots, the seniors of St. Mary's, or I guess seniors everywhere, technically, in college, <laughs> just to be clear, uh, relax, you'll graduate, you'll get a job, you'll become an adult, you'll find someone who loves you, you have an entire life, things take time, just enjoy where you are now. And you know, I, I really like that quote because I feel like in, in today's society, it's it's all about the uh, the go, go, go lifestyle, the okay, I'm doing this, but I'm thinking about two steps ahead, three steps ahead. You have to be able to take a deep breath, enjoy where you are, enjoy the people that are around you, because you never know uh, what's going to happen. I, I actually just watched this documentary on uh, motorcycling last night that it was pretty interesting. They're, they're this Dunlop family... They're all Irish, good Irish lads, but uh, the, there was two brothers, and um, then they one of them had kids, and they there's two younger brothers or younger set of brothers, and uh, it was interesting because all of them were in this same industry or same racing that took so many uh, lives of their friends or even their family members specifically, and it was interesting to see how how it affected the, the drivers, or I guess the, the other racers, as well as their own family, because there was one, one guy in particular, the, the father, he, uh, he got into a super serious crash late in the 90s, and uh, if, in case you're wondering, he was racing the Isle of Man TT race, one of the most insane road bike courses ever, and awesome scenery, but that's besides the point that he had a, a, a huge crash that basically he nearly died. Some, someone was looking out for him, or he, he had the luck on his side that day, and lo and behold, he, he rehabbed himself and got himself back into shape, and he was back out there, I believe it was maybe a year or two after his near-fatal crash, and 
he just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, and and finally one day his luck ran out, and and uh, it it was it was a kind of a sad story, but at the same time, like both of the uh, the kids have kind of carried on his legacy and still continue to race to this day, and are both extremely dominant within the sport, which I think is just awesome that they can somehow kind of rally rally beyond the the sad part and kind of continue on the legacy of the Dunlop name and so yeah I that might might have gotten a little uh uh sappy there but just be sure to enjoy where you are enjoy who you're with and most of all I mean just enjoy yourself it's you you have uh one round of this thing called life and if if you do it right, one round is plenty, possibly even more than enough. But if you don't, I mean, I, I just feel like uh, the regret would just be immense at times. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to switch gears, put it, put it on a positive ending note here. It's a beautiful day in the Bay Area. It's a beautiful day. It's Wednesday, hump day. You are halfway there or possibly over halfway. You're almost to the weekend. I hope you and yours has something to do, planned, something to see, something to read. I don't know. Something uh, something fun planned this weekend. And just go out and enjoy yourself because if, if, you, think, uh, if you think things are getting too serious, remember we're all a bunch of uh, modified monkeys flying on this uh, spaceship through space with, with nothing nothing going to plan essentially so remember that if things get too serious just remember that please because i think sometimes we just take ourselves way too seriously so with that yet again thank you for tuning in thank you for listening i very much appreciate it and uh enjoy yourself yet again i will see you next week same time same place and hopefully by then I will give you an update on the second round of the NH or yeah the NHL playoffs. I'll give you an update on how dominant the Warriors are being, and hopefully, fingers crossed, how Curry came back from his injury, uh, kind of surprised everyone early, and hopefully give you some good news about the A's as well. So with that. You're listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 FM on your dials, and I will see you next week.